You're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. Before we get started this morning, man, I just, I just want to share something that, that God showed me. Honestly, last year, I think the first time that I, I stepped into this pulpit to preach was last November. And I, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, I said, what, what do you want me to share? And, and he started showing me Joshua 3. But as I began to study Joshua 3 out, I realized, no, it's not right now. Not right now. And I, and I put it back. In in the background, is still in my notes, and I'm like, you know, God, why do you show us these things? And and sometimes we just don't know. But I think it's for today. I had a message prepared, whatever it takes, and we'll probably hit some of what we were going to talk about in that. Through that is the presence of God, and we're going to talk about the presence of God today. But I just want to share a word over everyone in here over the congregation, um, over those who are online. And, and honestly, this is a kingdom word. This is a kingdom word. The time is now. It is time. Ben was talking about we're, we're kind of in this place. We see everything coming together. All the pieces of the puzzle are laid out, and now it's time for that, those pieces to fall in so we can actually see the picture that God has been showing us. It is time this morning. There are some people in here, you have a calling on your life, and you have been running from that calling that God's placed on you. You have been being disobedient. And this morning, I want you to know, today is today. It is time. What is causing you to hesitate? What's holding you back this morning? Man, there is purpose in you this morning. I want you to know God is trying to release that purpose out of you. It is time this morning. It is time. There are some people in here, you have dreams. You have big dreams. And it's time. I always think about the the seasons change. I'm a grass guy. And I think about the seasons changing. And when I look out at at Bermuda grass in March and, and, and going into April... It's still brown, but I know that when that sun begins to to get a little higher, those days begin to get a little longer, and it's the soil starts to warm up, that that grass that is brown is going to turn green. There's some things in your life that have been lying dormant like that grass. That sun is shining on it. Those nutrients are coming. God wants to pull it out of you this morning. It is time, Catalyst. The time is now. I want you to declare that over your life this morning. It is time. It is time. When I look to that story in Joshua 3, if I can get my phone not to anti-rotate so I can read it to you. But basically, as Ben preached through um, the story of the, the, the Israelites in the wilderness last week or week before last, and he told us he wants to take us through it, well, they're at this moment in Joshua 3. They have come out of a place, they're camping at the banks of the Jordan, and Joshua has gone around, he's prepared his priest, he's prepared everybody to say, hey, it is time. 
It's time that we take that step. It's time that we cross the hurdles, the obstacles that are in our way, and we step into the promise that God has for us. It says in verse 5 of Joshua 3, Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves. What does it mean to purify yourselves? That, that means to get rid of everything in you that is not of God. For tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Who doesn't want to see great wonders in their life? Who doesn't want to see the promise that God has for you in your life? Who doesn't want to walk in the purpose that God has for your life? Who doesn't want to see the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that were promised? We talk, we, we, we talk about these things as if they're not something that we can have or obtain and grasp. But if they are in the word of God, they are for you. It wasn't for a lost generation that, that ended with the apostolic age. All those things are here and available to you if you know who Jesus is. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for those things. As this story goes forth, it starts to lay out, and I'm not going to give you everything with it. They get to the banks of the Jordan and it's harvest season. Why is harvest season significant? It's because the Jordans are at flood stage. They're out of the banks. So this same group of people who have been questioning God for 40 years, wandering in the wilderness, are facing another obstacle. They're facing something. Their, their physical sight is telling them we can't do this. But Joshua, the man of God, is telling them, yes, you can. Don't worry about what you physically see. It's about what I've spoken into you spiritually, what God has placed in you spiritually. Those are the eyes that we have to look at every situation in our life with. We get called up looking at what the obstacle in our way. If, if this story that I was going to lay out for you today, I was going to point out some obstacles that these men have. And we all have these obstacles. The first obstacle I was going to talk about was our attitude. See, we, we, we're already beat before we get to the game. Man, I've, I've seen it with, with ball teams. Man, if they go in and they have this mindset... And, and I'm going to tell you, it's a culture in some of the schools around here. They have this mindset that they're just going to get beat. So when they show up to the game, guess what happens? What's the final result for them? They get beat. But then there's, there's these teams who know maybe the other team's a little better than them. But they know if they do what they're trained to do, if, if, they, if they play their role in the game, if they'll keep that thing close, that they can win that game. We got to have that mindset. Quit having a defeated mindset. Quit, quit looking at your situation already with the result in your mind. You are a winner. That's who you are. And I'll hit all into you are chosen. You're a royal priesthood. You're, you're the head, not the tail. These things are real. Speak those things over yourself. That's the truth. Other obstacles that stand in our way are the lack of tools. We, we look at what we have, what God's put in our possession. 
and we look at it and we say, God, you can't use me to do that. I think about David as he stood in front of that giant with just a, a slingshot and some stones. If you look at that and you look at this giant man, he's covered in this armor. He's got this big sword. You would say that David was going to be defeated in that moment. You would say that he did not have the right tools. But guess what? Because he believed in a God that empowered the tool that he had. He had the tools to overcome the enemy. I want you to know this morning that you've got the power within you because of Jesus and what he did on the cross to overcome any enemy that you face. Whoo! I got to calm down. I just feel like preaching. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm so, I'm so glad that everything shook out the way it shook out this morning. Samson. Samson killed a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. If, if you're standing there and you look at Samson and you see this jawbone and a thousand men surrounding him and you're just a witness to the situation, you'd say he doesn't have a shot he doesn't have a shot. This is a thousand men and all he's got is a bone. But he had the strength of God within him to overcome those thousand men. And you have the strength of God within you through Christ to overcome any situation you face. You just have to look to that. Quit looking to the self-help books. Quit looking to what the, the daytime TV show has to tell you. Quit seeking out this man-worldly knowledge to find out how to overcome your situations and your obstacles. And look to God. Look to the Word that's been here for thousands of years. If let's be honest, most of these people take biblical principles and create their own principles. Look to the Word of God this morning. Obstacles. Obstacles. We face them every day. We face these physical obstacles, these mental obstacles, these obstacles of not recognizing who we are in Christ. But we just recognize the obstacles like Ben was talking about. We don't see our worth. We don't see our value. We don't see ourselves the way God sees us. It's hard sometimes. We get in these moments. Yesterday, for instance, for me. I get in these moments sometimes, and I know everybody can relate to this. I know you can. But you're looking at your situation. Nothing's adding up. The same crap over and over and over again. It's relentless how it comes at you. And you're just sitting there. And I call Candace. Actually, I texted her. I said, call me. I done got irritated with my dad yesterday and, and popped off at him. And uh, I said, call me. I need to talk to you. Um, we, we need to talk. I was like, man, I'm, I told her. I said, I just feel done. I just feel done. Right now in this moment, I just feel done. And I'm sitting there feeding this pity party to myself. I feel done. And honestly, it was in that place talking to her on a picnic table. Because I sit on top of the table. I don't sit actually on the chairs. I just, I, I guess I'm gangster like that. But, but um, I told her I, I'm done. And, and it was in that moment I got off the phone with her. And 
I felt so good. I felt so encouraged. I, I felt just like I could run through a brick wall after I got done talking to her. And that's when God reminded me of this word. It's time. It's time. It's in those moments where we're at the end of ourselves. It's in that moment where we do know we just got a slingshot and a stone. It's in those moments that, that we just have a jawbone. It's in those moments we realize, hey man, there ain't, there ain't a book that can help me out that the world has created. And I, I can't solve this problem. I might think I'm the greatest problem solver out there, but, but I can't solve those problems. Those are the moments where breakthrough comes. Those are the moments of breakthrough. And I want you to know this morning we can relate to these people in the story. Because they were, they were at a place 40 years in the wilderness. They're looking out, the Jordan's flooded over. And they're like, I'm at the end of myself. But I'm going to trust God in this moment. And this is, this is where the presence of God comes in. This is the meat of the message. This is the meat of what's been taking place in this house for the past years, just stirring and stirring. It's the presence of God. So Joshua went out and he gave instruction and he told the, the people to get behind his priest because the priest would step onto that flooded water with the Ark of the Covenant, which, which represents the presence of God. And as, as he stepped out, as they stepped out onto that, that river, those flooded banks of that river, guess what happened? Oh, you know, it's the Bible, you know it. No, they just got overtaken by the floodwaters. No. They began to step onto dry land. And God's people crossed over that flooded out river on dry land because the presence of God was leading them into the promise. If we are going to experience the, the more that God has for us, the, what it's time for in this house, in our lives, across the kingdom of God, if there's going to be this revival, if we're going to see our sons and daughters come back to God, if we're going to see addicts delivered, It's going to take the presence of God. There is no, absolutely no other way. First, we have to know the presence of God. See, a lot of us don't even know. We talk about it. We, we've probably seen it manifest a little bit. We probably, we probably even walked into a room like today and probably felt it. You've seen it operating in other people's lives. But do you truly know the presence of God? See, if I know someone, I know them intimately. I know them deeply. I, I know them on a personal level. It is more than just a passing conversation. It's more than just me brushing by and maybe getting a, a feel of the wind off their back. It's like this. When I think about like Michael Jordan, if I go into a place where Michael Jordan is, is I like Michael Jordan. If I go to a place where Michael Jordan is, I'm going to know he's present. I mean, I may see him. I may even say, hey, what's up, man? You know, but that doesn't mean that I know him. See, that's how we are as children of God. 
We, we, we know of him, but we truly don't know him. We got to experience him. We got to encounter him in a new way. Knowing God means that I know him in every circumstance. Knowing God means that when all hell is coming against me, that I can rest in him. I can stand firm on that foundation. Knowing God is, yes, death is taking place all around me, but I know God is bigger. I know that presence in my life is going to get me through the situation. That is knowing who God is. He's a true friend. This is not just an acquaintance. If, if, if you want a relationship that's just an acquaintance, then I'm going to go and tell you, you're going to stay exactly where you're at. That's the truth. You're going to stay bound. Your marriage is still going to be on the rocks. Your relationships are still going to suffer. You're still going to face the same hell that you faced yesterday with the same result. Until you submit that situation over to the presence of God and you allow Him to draw close to you, strengthen you. And how do we get to know that presence? And it's through Jesus. Psalm 16, 11, it tells us basically that God... He, he, he provides this presence. He provides this overflowing joy, an abundance of joy, but it comes at his right hand. When we look at the description of Jesus and where he's sitting, he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. If you want to know who Jesus is this morning, if you want to know him, it's only through Christ. He's your Savior. If you want to know him as Savior, it's through Jesus. If, if you want to know him as Redeemer, it's through Jesus. If you want to know him as Restorer, it is through Jesus and Jesus only. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. By me. We try to do it so many other ways, but it doesn't work. It's laid out. The plan is simple. It's simple. It's laid out right here in his word. If we want his presence in our life, we have to know who Jesus is. The third thing that I want to talk about is the function of his presence. I'm going to bring up a couple examples for y'all. I forgot to have this over here. I'm going to bring this up for y'all. See, there's two functions that, that I really look to from his presence. There's this, this function of, of adding things to our life. When Jesus steps into a situation, things changing. The, the transformation of his presence. When I think about his, the presence, I think about the woman that had the issue of blood for 12 years. And she got down on her knees and she crawled to Jesus just to touch the hem of his garment. And she was made whole. I think about the man who was demon possessed, hiding up in the, the caves of the cemetery, who chains couldn't hold down. I think about Jesus just literally stepping foot on that shore. And this man coming up to Jesus and, and he being just free of the demonic possession in his life, free of the bondage of his life and of his mind and his mental health issues. He was set free. 
And not only was he set free, but Jesus destroyed it. Destroyed it completely. I think about the, the widow woman who had lost everything and now her son was dead. And Jesus comes in walking down this street and he told her, don't fret. He just touches the casket. And he, he's made well, he's made whole again, he's alive again. I think about the presence of Jesus that calmed a couple grieving sisters when their beloved brother died and Jesus arrives on the scene and they, they find the calm in the midst of their storm. That's what the presence of Jesus will do for you this morning. See, I think about the, the presence of Jesus that made something out of nothing. It was just, just two fishes and five loaves, but Jesus touched it and it multiplied. God wants to take things that are so small, so insignificant in your life, and he wants to use them for his glory. That's what he wants to do. That's what the presence of Jesus does. And the second function, if Candace, if you want to come help me with this, the second, second function is the, 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 the function that we don't like to talk about. It's the uncomfortable function. It's the refining function. It's the pruning function. It's the, the function of surrender. Those moments where we have to drop things. I think about the rich young ruler when, when Jesus came by and he asked Jesus, hey, hey, what do I have to do to get to, to heaven, to inherit the kingdom of God? He said, you've got to sell everything you got. That is not the answer that he expected. That is not the answer that he wanted to hear. This morning... There's some possessions that you are holding on to. And if you want to enter into his presence, look at my pregnant wife. So beautiful. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Where are you trying to go? I'm trying to go closer to God. Well, I'm trying to get into his what, presence. What, what are you carrying? Just the stuff I need. What are you carrying? The things I need. Let's see. I need that. No, I, I don't think you... I don't think you do. If, if you want to enter into my presence. You don't know what they did. I, I don't care what they did. Do you know what they did to me? They mocked me. They, they whipped me. They hung me on a cross. I don't care what they did for you. I died I can go for through. them I can go and for through. you both. I no. Can, I can go through this way. No, no you can't go through. There's, there's no other way. So I have to put that down. You, you got to let it. You got to let it go. Okay. I, I see more. Not too much more. What? Oh, it looks. It looks like more. I. I stay busy. Yeah. I got a why, lot of hobbies. Why, why do you stay busy? Um, because my kids do a lot of things. And yeah, but but truly, why do you stay busy? I got to work out. What void in your life are you trying to fill? Um. What 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 no. are you so busy? Don't I, I don't I know. I See, like I, I'm God. I, I know. I like to eat. You can make excuses and it might work. Well, I, I like to eat too. I sat down at the, the, the Lord's Supper. But you gotta leave it. You gotta leave it. What's this little bag? I can get through with this. This is the this. thing you're trying to hide. No. You were trying to hide that. No, I got stuff I need in there. No. No, you don't. 
Jesus said, I, I came to serve, to not be served. And if, if you want to enter into my presence, you can't have selfish motivations. It's not about you, Candace. It's a little about me. Is it? Is it? Is it? No. It's, it's not a little. It's, it's about your obedience. Okay. It's about the calling, the plan, and the purpose I placed in your life. Okay. I get what's it. This, what's this last one? The, no. Is this sexual sins? This is where I hold all my snacks. Okay. I like it. Um, you know, I... I oh, they're a little sticky. We like, we like to, to hold on to these things. These, these are the ones that, that we do. We like to hide. We like to, to pack away so people don't see them. I, I read this study that 60% of men, and I, I didn't look at females. I know females do it too. But 60% of men in the church look at pornography on a, a regular basis. See, the problem with it, and, I, and I'll admit I struggle with this at a time in, in our marriage, but the, the problem with that is it causes me to look at her in an unhealthy way. It, God gave me her. God created her for me to steward, to shepherd, to love, and to hold dear. She, she should be the most beautiful woman, and she is in my life. But when I take and I... It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's adultery is what it is. When I take and I look on another woman with lust. Man, I'm not I, really, at her. I really like Channing Tatum, though. Is that not? Is that, look, it's not okay? I was so upset when you went and watched Magic Mike. <laughs> God, I was so upset. And then I was even more upset when we were young when Jacob took his shirt off in Twilight. I was like... <laughs> I was, I was like, man, I cannot compete with this. I cannot compete with this. Am I good now that I've laid it all down? You are. Can I get through? You can get through. I can enter in now. You can enter in. I feel a lot better. Do you? Yeah. I'm going to go sit down now. And that's what's amazing about that illustration. Y'all give Candace a hand clap. That's what's so amazing about that illustration. It, it just reminds me because in, in John 10, verse 9, Jesus says, I am the gate. He goes on to say, if you are going to enter in to this pasture that he promises us, which is the abundant life, to be honest with you, to the promises, the purpose, the presence, everything that, that he has for you, you have to enter through him and you have to enter through his gate. In order to go through the gates sometimes, you got some things that you got to leave. This is the uncomfortable part. This is the hard part I was talking about. We want to declare all these things over our lives. We do. We, we, we want all these promises, but we don't want to make the necessary changes. We don't want to make the necessary decisions to step into the pasture. To step into the abundant life. Worship team, if you want to come. This is where we're going to end. There are some things. I have them in my life too. There are some things in our life. That we need to leave at the gate. That, that we need to lay out. That we need to let God have.
have that we need to surrender to him this morning. And there's multiple levels of surrender. That's, there's that initial surrender where in this moment you're feeling those chill bumps and you're feeling that draw and it's easy because you're in this church setting to surrender it today and leave it at this altar. It's easier to do it today. But two hours later, when that clickbait pops up because you've been reading some news or whatever, that clickbait pops up. And it hits that mind, that, that messaging hits your mind and that temptation of lust comes up. Are you going to stay surrendered? Are you going to stay surrendered? Yeah, when, when, when that, that, that person hits you up in your, your DMs, that ain't your spouse. You surrender that over, but, but they hit you up and it just seems so appealing because you look at everything that they have that you think your spouse doesn't have. Are you going to stay surrendered when it gets hard? And like I said, you're in that place and, and everything is just coming down on you. You're in this storm. Are you going to stay surrendered? Or are you going to remember that you have access to the presence of God in your moment, in your circumstance? Are you going to stay surrendered when things are good? See, I'm pointing out all these things we struggle with, but man, it's hard to stay surrendered when things are good, when, when, when all the bills are being paid. God has blessed you. He's placed you in this, this, this awesome house and this awesome job. The things that you've been seeking God for, you got them. You've been healed from cancer. You've been healed from disease. You've been set free from addiction. Will you stay surrendered? That's it. The, the staying surrender. Paul said, I have to die daily. Die daily. That means no matter if I'm good or if things are really bad, I have to die daily. This morning, as a stand, I'm going to lead us in prayer and we're going to go into a moment of surrender. See, there, there are things in your life that you need to surrender, that you, that you need to let go. His presence is here this morning. He never left. I always tell you it's moments. It's moments like these. The it is time moments. From this moment forward, things are going to be different. From this moment forward, I'm going to walk in the abundant life. From this moment forward, I'm going to be the man of God that he has purposed me to be. From this moment forward, I am going to be the woman of God that he has purposed me to be. From this moment forward, I'm going to pursue him with everything I have. From this moment forward, God, I give it all to you. From this moment from this moment, Joe seen. from this moment. Thanks for listening. 
We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at iamcatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.